Hey everybody, this is George Mahoney, and welcome to the first ever podcast for Advanced Training, home of the blue-collar football player. In our very first episode, we're going to link back to two things that I've been doing for the past 20 years. So, on one part of my life, I've been a trainer of college athletes, and now some uh, some washed-up guys who are done with their college careers. And on the other half of my life, I've been working as a football coach. And it's really nice to mesh these two things together, because time and again... I see trainers training guys for things that are not going to make the people that they're training better at that, their sport. And in my world, I want to talk specifically about making someone better at the game of football. So my job is not to make someone a bodybuilder. My job is not to make someone win a 40-yard dash uh, or a 100-meter dash. My job is not to make someone a professional uh, Olympic lifter or a power lifter. What we're trying to do is make them become a better football player. So with every workout that we prescribe, and if you're a trainer yourself, you should be asking yourself the same question every single time. With every workout I prescribe, I have to ask myself, is this making that athlete better at the game of football? If it's not, why am I doing it? If it's not going to help them on that field, why am I doing it? And I'm not saying that you're going to do something inside a gym that is necessarily going to help you catch the football better or block and tackle better. What I'm saying is it's going to make you a better athlete that's going to help you execute well in the sport that you're playing. So for us, the, 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 one of the primary things that we focus on is injury prevention. And when I, when I speak about injury prevention, it's really about a few different things. The first one is about mobility. We need joints that are the right joints that are mobile. So things like our ankles need to be mobile. Things like our hips need to be mobile. Things like our upper middle back need to be mobile. And at the same time, we need to try and work on keeping things stable that need to be stable. So things like my knee need to be stable. Things like our core need to be able to brace and to be able to stabilize our lower back. Those are the things that we want to stabilize. And then the last part of this, when we talk about injury prevention, is do we, how do we prevent overuse of a single extremity, like an arm or a leg, and how do we balance that out? So a lot of the stuff that we do is working single arm movements, single leg movements like lunges, like Bulgarian split squats, uh, single leg squat and touches, negative single leg squats, any of those things, and then single arm movements like single arm bench press, one arm clean, one arm snatch, things that would really work just one side of the body. And remember, when we're working out, uh, when we're doing this injury prevention, it's really to keep these guys on the field. You practice all year. You go through a grueling football camp. The last thing you want to do is get injured. So what we're doing is keeping these guys on the field because that's the main reason that you're training anyway. Now, after we've covered that basis of injury prevention, then we want to work on things that a lot of other strength coaches are working on. Yes, we have to make guys strong. Yes, we have to make them explosive. And yes, we have to have give have to give them the ability to change direction. And for me, the way I'm going to oversimplify it here. But change of direction is really about stopping and about starting. So about accelerating and decelerating. We want to cover all of those different facets. But then you start getting into the question, just how far do I go with those things? So for example, yes, I want to make my guys strong. But do I need to make them as strong as a professional power lifter? To be fair, those guys will probably lift more than we do. If a guy goes into the gym and does 10 sets of three on deadlift or bench press or squat, he is 100% going to squat more or deadlift more or bench press more than the football players in our program. 
but we just need to get these guys strong enough, strong enough to play their game. We want to be great at our technique of bench squat and deadlift, but we don't have to be the absolute masters of those techniques because in our world, again, this is about injury prevention and it's about execution on a football field. So how does this tie into the, the conversation that I'm having? Well, a professional powerlifter, for the most part, they're going to spend a lot of time training with a barbell. They'll probably spend a lot less time training with a dumbbell. If we are going to bench press in the football world, we like to engage our guys with our hands inside, our elbows inside, so we predominantly bench press with dumbbells. And we'll do a lot of bench press incline with one arm or alternating arms, trying to simulate more what happens on a field than you'd be able to do it with a barbell. Do we bench press with a barbell? Absolutely. But again, the bulk of our work is with dumbbells. Are there limitations on it into the amount of load that we can put on with the dumbbell? Again, absolutely. But our goal is not to win a powerlifting meet, it's to win football games. The next part of this is about speed, or we'll call it explosion. And again, I am oversimplifying it. I'm just trying to find a good word, but that explosive movement, that 10-yard sprint, that 40-yard dash. Now look, we absolutely want to be able to start fast. We absolutely guys want our guys to have some top end speed and we do work on it. But if you are just to one end of the spectrum and you are a super fast guy, but you can't stop or you can't get hit without getting crushed, well then it's useless speed. It's useless. So for us, again, we work on speed, but we don't go so far that we completely and totally specialize in linear running. That means running straight down the line. So look, some guys go to a speed coach or a track coach to make them faster. That's great. They work on their technique. But in my world, we only work on it so far. Yeah, we'll work arm angles. We'll work on our striding. We'll work on our foot placement. We'll work on it but we're not going to work on it to the point that our guy is predominantly thinking about that and not thinking about how it carries over to a football field. And a lot of what we do, we're running 10 to 15 to 20 yard sprints. And a lot of that is really just working on some basic form and some good arm pumping, but we really don't want to get too, too carried away with like, say, for example, uh, the start technique on a 40 yard dash. That's great for a combine. But that is a very technical thing. It requires a lot of practice. And it's not something that I would personally want to do too much to our guys at this moment as we're working to become better football players. And the last part of this, which ties into that explosive movement, is, yeah, I want these guys to be able to change direction. So what we do is a lot of, stop, a lot of stopping, a lot of starting, and a lot of sprinting based on reaction. So, for example, we don't just do a, a good old set go every time or, a, a, you know, on three every time with our sprints. We'll have them mirror the person in front of them. And if we're really being above, above the par here, we want to have them mirror the person in front of them while they do some sort of acceleration work or deceleration work or a start, start and a start and a stop. So imagine I'm at the goal line. The person ahead of me is at the five. I have that person in front of me do some sort of a, a quick step and stop. The person behind them will quick step and stop. And then when the person sprints, the guy at the goal line chases after him and sprints up to, say, a 20-yard sprint. So we're really trying to put together reaction with acceleration and deceleration. And it's good if you can get that reaction stuff in because, you know, if you're a defensive player in the game of football, you are almost always reacting to the offense. In any sport, you're almost always reacting to somebody. 
even if you're on offense and that defensive formation shifts or you think that cornerback is going to line up on spot one, he has outside leverage, and then as soon as the ball snapped, he goes to inside leverage, you have to adjust. Or if you're running a, a hitch route and all of a sudden that cornerback presses you right at the line of scrimmage and you can't make a single move, you, you can't make that route the way you want it to, you're going to have to hit that guy, take some adjustment with your steps, and break off into a different pattern. And really, going back to some of this other stuff with respect to weightlifting, you know, we talked about the powerlifter aspect. I know a lot of coaches love to harp on the Olympic lifting aspect. And look, we do some of that too, but we never do it to the extent that we're training someone to become a professional Olympic weightlifter. So yeah, we'll do some uh, dumbbell cleans. We'll uh, tinker around with some dumbbell snatch, which is a pretty high-risk move for a high school kid. But for the most part, we are not doing uh, what I would call a full clean from the floor. Uh, we'll do more of a, a power clean where we'll land in a quarter squat. But we're never really getting into a full-blown Olympic lift, a clean, a jerk. It's just too much. We'd spend too much time perfecting that. That's a sport in and of itself, and it's not really for us to do. The truth of the matter is, Olympic lifters, they're going to do more weight than us at our cleans. They're going to do a, a lot more weight than us in our snatch. But there are certainly other ways for us to make these guys explosive on a football field. So a really, I, I, the, the toughest part of doing this, and I'll wrap this first podcast up with this, as a trainer, it's hard to really differentiate what you're doing to what needs to be done on a field because sometimes my ego is so big I want to show the massive gains that I've helped guys get. I want to say, look, I helped this guy increase his deadlift by 100 pounds in six months. And really, or I helped this guy trim down his 40 time by five-tenths of a second in six months. But the reality is, that doesn't always develop the best overall football player. So for me, as a strength coach, as a football coach, it's really all about that balance. It's about making this optimal player who has the perfect mesh of strength, explosiveness, which we're referring to basically in a form of speed, and change of direction. You put all those things together, it may lower your bench a little bit. It may lower your 40 time a little bit, but you're going to be a great athlete that has the ability to last an entire season without getting injured. With that, thank you. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and there'll be plenty more to come.